Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a busy week in the piping scene, and yeah, you guessed it. It's time to sit down in my garage and talk about what we know and love, piping and drumming. Hey, where else would you be? It's Wednesday night, it's time for a Rab Show pod. Now, first of all, before we get into all the introductions and everything, I have to say a huge thank you to everyone who tuned in to Fuse FM last night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we delved through some of the archives and got some old recordings out there on Fuse and oh, serious amount of good crack was had on Fuse FM last night. So th- thank you to everyone who tuned in. It was, yeah, quite an awesome show. And we hope to possibly repeat those in future. These delving through the archive shows are really quite popular. So we're playing a lot of old recordings from back in the day, actually. Yeah, so... Yeah, huge shout out to Davy Hunter, by the way. Good mate of the show, uh, but he managed to hook myself up with a whole big box filled with CDs and stuff with all of these old band recordings from back in the day. So, hey, shout out to Davy, you're an absolute legend! And uh, yeah, it resulted in a lot of fun being had on Fuse FM last night. And I dare say this fun will continue as we continue to play in all these old recordings. Like some of these like are dating back from like the 80s. and Oh, a lot of fun! A lot of fun. Uh, but So, yeah, if you managed to catch the Fuse FM show last night, you were in for an absolute treat. Uh, but, yeah, if you didn't manage to catch it, well, hey, it's a plug for the Patreon, isn't it? Because, yeah, we have our Listen Again service over there on Patreon. So if you'd like to help support the show, you'll get access to all those Fuse FM Balamoney radio shows. And, uh, yeah, last night's will be up there shortly, I'm sure. Yeah, so shout out to our Patreon faithful. There you go. All right, let's get into the introductions then, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Every single week, bye. We're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And we've already plugged the Patreon, so I'm not about to do it again. But if you would like to help support us, then you can. There's a link in your show notes right now. You just go and search for us uh, on Patreon and search for The Big Rab Show. Or we've, yeah, we've links everywhere uh, where you can go and click on that and be part of the Patreon faithful and get your mitts on loads of extra stuff. Now, I mean, there's plenty of stuff back there, including our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney Radio Show episodes of Rab Show. Plus, there's interviews, performances, all that stuff. It's all over there on Patreon. I'm not going to read you a hashtag list of everything that's there because it'll take too long. But with a great community over there of Patreon faithful, yeah, why not be a part of things? There you are. All right. Okay. With every Big Rab Show pod, we always like to kick things off with listener mail. And this week's no different. Each and every week, we open our mailbox to you guys where you can send in your comments, questions, theories, all of that sort of stuff, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right, 
Uh, we got an email here from Flam5. Yeah. Apparently letting us know that there's brand new Flam5 snare antenna cases available. They start at 65 quid and they've got an all new design with new colour schemes as well, all added to the collection. They're available only at flam5drumming.com and I've had a good dig around the website actually. And these V2, version 2 of the Flam5 cases they look kind of sweet. I, I really love the grey ones as well. Yeah, so go and check those out. Uh, they, they are, of course, in the regular Flam 5 blue and yellow colour, but the grey ones really did pique my interest. Very cool stuff. Uh, so thank you for emailing that into us, and a shout-out to Flam 5 Drumming. Yeah, for those drummers out there in the market for a new case, these are definitely up there. Uh, there's a lot of storage options as well, I've found. You know, places to throw your your sticks and your drum keys and all that sort of stuff so it doesn't go walkies on you in the day of a competition. Yeah, very cool cases. So check them out. Flam5drumming.com. A shameless plug, but a, yeah, a deserved shameless plug, no doubt. All right. On to a couple of emails, actually, that we haven't addressed for a wee while. So apologies uh, to Igor Griffiths, who's sent us in a couple of emails here on a couple of topics. So we'll get into these here, actually. He says, hello, Rab and team. On the topic of director remuneration. Uh-oh. <laughs> what are you going to do to me here, Igor? Uh, he says, thankfully, the proposal was defeated. Yes, it was defeated at the AGM. However, he was interested to see on what grounds it would make sense. Yeah, the email continues. It says, uh, the article V10 Guidance and Good Practice for Charity Trustees uh, at oscr.org.uk. There's a website and a link and everything. Uh, But there is proper charity guidance, uh, which makes it clear regarding trustee remunerations. Yeah, apparently the charity trustees are satisfied it is in the interest of the charity or the services to be provided by the charity trustee for that maximum amount. Mm. This is all very complicated, but uh, basically it's, yeah, it's getting into the, the weeds here with all of the, you know, the rules and regulations around the funding of charities and whether, yeah, directors can remunerate and pay themselves a fee for turning up. Mm. So he goes on to say here, this contradicts uh, the aim of the directors, which you shared in a previous podcast, which is to support the event promoter, which is in effect being paid by the membership not to represent the membership at the event. That's a funny one. Yeah. He goes on. He says, there is already people on the ground to ensure the smooth running of the event, the stewards, etc. So why would we pay a director to cozy up to a sponsor for their own event? That's a fair point. And I think that's been argued by the band uh, at the AGMs. Uh, he goes on to say in his email, the RSPBA are treading on dangerous ground. When, it, when it, this has gone, so had this have gone through, sorry then there would have been grounds to report them to the Scottish Charity Regulator for using charitable funds to their own benefit and not for charitable purposes. Yes, that did raise concerns, and I think it was debated at the meeting. And, you know, as I said there, yeah, this was very shaky ground. It's already been shot down once. It's been proposed again and shot down again. And this is twice again. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That this has been considered and talked about. The second time round, we were told that the submission for this was really quite detailed and they got lost in the woods as to why they should deserve to pay themselves, you know, remuneration for attending a competition. And I would have loved to have seen that and seen the detail as to their thinking, why they thought that this would be plausible. Uh, but clearly, the membership didn't want it. It got voted down unceremoniously. And uh, I'm hoping that that's the last that we'll see of this suggestion. There you are. 
But I guess we will have to wait and see. Perhaps it will be brought to a future AGM and it may well be passed by the membership. But this is the beauty of our association, I guess. That's made up of the member bands and the member bands make the decision. You know, they vote on things like this and if they decide that the argument for paying remuneration to directors is a good idea, then we'll see it pass. But not until such times. It's an interesting topic, that one. Anyway, moving on to Igor's second email. He says, regarding the empty seats. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Uh, the Grade 1 arena and the empty seats and all of that. Yeah, yeah. and how bad it looked on camera. Yeah, uh, so he goes on to tell, uh, he says, Hello, Big Rab. Regarding the drone, the weekly drone about Grade 1 seats, I take a contrarian view. Oh, okay. He says, last year was my first Worlds, and I booked a Grade 1 Arena ticket for both days. Price was not a concern, as it's not too expensive. Try getting a ticket to Glastonbury for under 40 quid. (laughs) You've got a point there. Yeah. (laughs) He goes on to say, I wore my kilt, and yes, my knees were scorched on the Friday as I sat in the stand, so I used a blanket on the Saturday to protect them once the mist had lifted. Yeah, both days were yeah quite baking in the sun. Uh, so, mm, yeah, if you were wearing a kilt at all, yeah, you definitely were up for some sunburn there. Yeah. Moving on, he says, anyway, the absence of people in the stand is a good thing. Ooh, I had a list of bands across all grades that I wanted to hear. So did many others, I guess. Do we really want people to be forced to use or lose their stand seats, such as they cannot see other grades? That's a valid question. Yeah. He goes on to say, This year I may not book a stand ticket and just wander the circles to make the most of each grade and the big TV. Igor. There you are. Thank you so much for your emails. Uh, So, yeah, this is an interesting question. Um, Whenever you do book a seat for the stands... I do know a lot of people, they only really sit in it for one or two different bands throughout the, the the day, you know. You want to see your usual top three, you know. You see your, your FMs, your Inveraries, your Shots, your Boghole, whoever your particular favourites are. And those are the ones that you sit in the stands for, you know. Uh, so, yeah, you would see a bump in numbers when St. Lawrence are on, and then perhaps a little reduction in number when the next band's on, whoever they may be. Everyone has their particular favourites that they like to sit in the stands for, and numbers do fluctuate throughout the day. And is this a sign that charging for those tickets, you know, that yes, it guarantees people a place to see their band that they want to see, but then the rest of the day it could stay empty. And as Igor's been doing here, he would circulate around all the different grades and catch whatever bands in all grades that he can during the day and periodically use his seat in the stands whenever he wanted to. And uh, that seems to be the rule of thumb. That's how they're used. Uh, unfortunately, they do kind of look a bit neglected whenever the big cameras are there, you know, and they do these big swooping crane, you know, visuals and stuff and it just looks a bit barren i suppose yeah so i i I don't know as i said on my comments on that weekly drone it is going to be a difficult egg to crack i just don't know how to solve this problem Uh, but either way it's an interesting one to try and solve myself i can't ever see myself sitting in those stands uh because i just like to circulate too much you know, I would stand and watch grade two for a bit, and then I would run across the park, catch a bit of 4A, then onto the juvenile grades, watch them, bit of 3B perhaps. Then, of course, I'd try hang out around the grade one final tuning because there's a lot of action down there, catch some of the action there, and then, of course, maybe try and get a note or two on the air from the grade one circle if I can. And that, you know, 
maybe make my way to Chip Van and on my way. Oh, there's Grade 3A there. Oh, who's tuning up on the hill? Oh, right, they're Grade 2. I'll maybe follow them into the circle. And your day progresses from there. <laughs> so that's my World Championships. That's how I've always kind of done it. I've never really booked those seats for the stands and everything. Um, but it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting insight into those who maybe do book those seats and how they're treated, I guess. Yeah. Difficult egg to crack. There you go. But I appreciate your emails, Igor. Thank you very much. All right. Now, we did get a range of other emails as well asking us questions on future podcasts, and we did answer those in turn. So if you did have any questions asking about future episodes, then yes, we have answered you. Thank you all. <laughs> but if you do have any questions or queries at all that you would like read out here on the show, as Igor just did, you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Alrighty. Now we're done with listener mail. You guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Comfort. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is comfort. Now, comfort can be seen as a very positive thing. If you're comfortable with something, it means that it's pleasant, you know, and you're enjoying it, and you're in your comfort zone, as people say. Now, this could be with your practice, with your playing, even in your your everyday life. If you're comfortable and all the rest, and you're in your comfort zone, then, hey, life is good. But, I have to stress... That uh, the word comfort is being talked about on this week's show for good reason. Uh, Because, well, last week, uh, I'm sure you might have noticed, but I was comparing at a tattoo event. The Balamoni Charity Tattoo, which was well outside of my comfort zone. I was in front of a huge audience in like a big stadium setting. And I had a microphone and a script and told, go. And wow, was I out of my comfort zone. My comfort zone is right here in my garage. I'm sitting here with four walls and a microphone thinking no one's listening. And I'm quite happy here. I'm comfortable, you know? That word, comfort. But yes, at the past weekend when I was presenting at the Balamoni Tattoo, I was certainly out of my comfort zone. And I would stress that I learned a lot during that time of me being out of that comfort zone and putting myself in this position I really did learn a lot. And I've also found that with my playing as well. That I do get into a little bit of a playing rut in a way. You know, I know the scores, the drum scores that I know. I know the tunes that I know. I know the exercises that I know and I play them all the time. But I'd never really like to push that comfort zone. Put myself in a position where I'm playing something I can't play. Or playing something that is really challenging to me. You know, if I could sit down and just whip out a 6-8, no problem. But if I start look, delving into round hornpipes and jigs and reels and really starting to delve into the detail of some of the score work and that, yeah, it can get very complicated and I'm well out of my comfort zone. But I would stress that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone every now and again is certainly no bad thing. You know, sitting in comfort world is absolutely comfortable, but... Yeah, is it at the cost of progress, I guess? Yeah, myself, personally, I learned learned an awful lot by pushing myself out of that comfort zone, and I'm now the wiser for it. And yeah, hopefully I will get the opportunity to do something similar like that again in future. Who knows? But by putting myself out of my comfort zone, 
and into something really uncomfortable, <laughs> I learned a lot. And you can do the same with your playing as well. So I've recently, I've been challenging myself, of course, with my own piping, uh, with practicing here at home, but also with my own drumming as well. I have lifted the sticks again, and I am practicing away furiously here at home. And uh, yeah, I'm very quickly finding out that... Uh, the rust definitely does set in and you do need to challenge yourself and put yourself out of your comfort zone to get that rust off. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this week's word of the week is comfort. Comfort is great and it is all brilliant and life is good whenever you are comfortable. But maybe challenge yourself and put your push yourself out of that comfort zone and you might find that you might learn a thing or two. Be it good, be it bad. Either way, you're going to learn something. <laughs> there you are. That's this week's Word of the Week. Okay, at this point then, we would normally fly on to Weekly Drone, but unfortunately we don't have any Weekly Drones this week. Ooh, Now, it's been a wee while since we've had uh, a week with no Weekly Drones. Uh, JD's been furiously busy this last while, so it's good to get him a bit of a break, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, if you do have your own particular Weekly Drone, if there's anything we've spoken about, or maybe we haven't spoken about, and we should, then please do send them in to us. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. There's a big link right up the top of our website where you can click on that and give us your story. Uh, yeah, warts and all. And yeah, we've tackled some big topics here on the show under Weekly Drone. So if you do have your own big topic that you would love us to hit here on the podcast, then please do send it in to us. It's completely anonymous. There's no identifying factors at all. No names, no bands, no locations. Nothing like that. So it's completely anonymous. It's an open microphone for all of you in the piping scene to have your say. All right, so send us in your weekly drones and we'll put JD back to work again. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of dojo premium membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi Rob, what's the crack this week? 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 Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Well, the crack this week is that we had the Scottish Adult Solo Drumming Championships and we had a huge upset in the solo drumming world and we'll talk about that 
And, of course, we have a brand new piping radio show on BBC Radio Scotland. We'll talk about that. And, to go along with it, a brand new piping-based podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about that as well. We also have an update from Gary Smith following the Kids with Cancer charity night. And we'll find out more about that. Of course, we'll also hear about my, well, my shenanigans at the Balamoney Tattoo this past weekend, and we'll hear how that all went as well. The RSPBA Lothian and Borders branch held a band competition, and well, an indoor band competition, and we'll talk about the results from that, of course. And the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland celebrated 20 years of existence with a huge concert in the Usher Hall in Edinburgh, and we'll chat all about that, of course, as well. So aye, that's probably about it now for What's the Crack, so let's get into all the details, shall we? Yeah, it's time for all the news and updates. McLennan Bagpipes, by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan, from Euston, Scotland, proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Okay, let's get into all of those news and updates. Now, there's a lot of them, alright? Now, no doubt... We'll probably miss something, as always. And if we do, as always, you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Right, let's get into all of the news, shall we? Let's talk about this brand new piping show that's being brought to BBC Radio Scotland. Now, as we've been mentioning that in previous podcasts, that the Pipeline show has been cancelled by the BBC. And on April 1st, they broadcast their final programme. Now, this would be seen as quite terrible news, and honestly, it is quite terrible news. It's the end of an era, I suppose. Uh, But... Yeah, that is not the end of piping content over there on BBC Radio Scotland, where they have announced a brand new show following on from Pipeline, and it's going to be called Piping Sounds. Yeah, this will be starting on April the 8th and will run from 9 to 10 p.m. UK time for BBC Radio Scotland listeners, and it will be hosted by Michael Steele. Yeah, now apparently there will also be additional hosts coming in from time to time. Uh, so yeah, piping and drumming and all of that good stuff gets a brand new program on BBC Radio Scotland. Yeah, starting on April the 8th. So if you are curious at all, then please be sure to tune in and catch the first episode. I know I'll definitely be tuning in. Uh, so uh, yeah, it'll be a bit different, I suppose. Um, you know, having a new presenter, a new voice. And uh, they do hope to have a bit more of a, you know, a varied content, I suppose. But uh, whether they'll still have any like live sessions and stuff, we don't know. Whether they'll have any on-location recordings or even any of the, re- you know, the recorded broadcasts of the world championships and stuff that they've done in the past whether that'll happen or not we don't know 
We've no idea what shape this new show will take until we actually get a listen to it. So, yeah, I don't know about you, but I am very keen to be tuning in and listening to this new show called Piping Sounds. So, yeah, to Gary West and everyone there at Pipeline Program, it is honestly an end of an era. And all of us piping fans who've been listening to it religiously every week, it's just, yeah, it's sad to see it go. However, it's not completely gone. Hmm, now what could I be talking about? Yes, there's a brand new piping-based podcast from Gary West. Yeah, so Gary has hung up the headphones at the BBC. However, he's now gone independent and will be releasing his own podcast. So rather than me tell you all about it, let's hear from Gary. He tells us what this new podcast is all about. Hi there, this is Gary West. I hope you're well. And I just want to share with you a little bit of news about a new adventure I'm about to start and I hope you'll come with me on it because I'm starting my own podcast, piping podcast, because you might have heard me blethering about bagpipes at some point over the last 21 years or so on BBC Radio Scotland on Pipeline. Alas, Pipeline is no more. So I'm going independent. I'm going it alone, but hopefully not alone. Hopefully you'll come with me too. And I've brought with me my catchphrase. Uh, it's going to be called Enjoy Your Piping with Gary West. Uh, I can't remember how on earth I got a catchphrase to begin with. It's very retro, I know, very, very naff, very 1970s. I thought if I hang on to it long enough, it might come back into fashion. But there'll be all the usual chat and reviews and previews and interviews and so on, but also plenty of music, including live music. I'm going to have some live sessions, uh, regular live sessions, because I think it's really important to keep the music flowing. And uh, it will be free, of course, as podcasts tend to be. But there is a chance for you um, to help with the costs, if you would like to do so, to become a friend of the podcast. So um, you can pay a very small amount per month, two or three pounds, I think it starts at, uh, to become a friend of the podcast and help support all the costs. Um, So that would be great if you can join me. You can find me at all the usual uh, podcast places and hopefully... There's a link somewhere within striking distance of this video that you can hit to take you straight to the podcast website. Uh, Hope to see you there. Thanks very much and uh, enjoy your piping. So there you have it. Go and check that out. Trust me. I've already listened to episode one and I am a huge, huge fan absolutely it's just fantastic to be able to hear gary's voice in podcast form rather than on radio form Uh, so yeah very exciting to see another pipe and bass podcast hit the airwaves and yeah no doubt we're gonna have to get gary on the show to tell us all about this exciting new venture and uh, yeah his plans for the podcast going forward and on episode one yes there is lots of music on there so if yeah if you are curious at all, I would urge you to go over there and check it out. Well, possibly after you've listened to us, of course, and got all your news and updates and the topic as well. Uh, but yeah, enjoy your piping by Gary West. You can go check that out at your leisure after listening to the Rab Show, of course. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly a stellar, stellar podcast. If episode one is anything to go by, I cannot wait for future episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I will certainly be following along. I am at absolutely massive fan all right okay right let's talk about another little bit of a news story that did create a bit of a stir in the piping scene yes we got an upset at what the scottish pipe band well the scottish drumming solos i should say 
Yeah. Now, whenever this happened over the course of the weekend, we knew the competition was on and we were waiting for the results. Now, there wasn't any live streams. There was no videos or performances, none of that sort of stuff. So we were kind of kept in the dark, waiting on the announcement finally to drop. And when it did, oh boy, did it cause waves. (laughs) Wow. We were all like, whoa. So, right. What am I talking about? All right. It was the Scottish Solo Drumming Championships, which was, of course, a world solo snare drumming pre-qualification spot, which pushes the, whoever wins the top six competitors through to the semi-finals of the world solos. And coming out on top in first place was Care McQuillan. Go on, Care, you legend. Woo! Yes, the new lead tipper of the mighty Boghall, uh, yeah, picked up the top spot at the Scottish solo snare drumming. Now, that is, yeah, it's a fantastic result for Kerr. Well done. Now, not only that, but he also, in second place, was Stephen McWhorter. Now, this was the shock, I suppose. Yeah, we all know that Stephen is quite a dominant force in the solo drumming scene, and to see at second place was kind of unexpected. But, hey, you know, still pre-qualified for that world solo drumming. So, yeah, job done, in my opinion. So there you are. In top spot then was Kerr McQuillan, as we mentioned, uh, managing to defeat Stephen McWhorter in second place there at the Scottish solo drumming. In third place was Jake Jorgensen. Yeah, of course. Uh, the fourth place, we have Chloe Taylor. Fifth, we had Glenn Crichton. And in sixth, we had David Henderson. There you are. So it's quite a who's who of the solo snare drumming world, I could argue. Uh, but so, Kerr McQuillan coming out on top there. Honestly, well done. That, yeah, deserves a round of applause right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, what a stellar weekend. Uh, now, we have seen a few little clips and stuff from performances at the Scottish Solos, uh, but th- they've been few and far between. As for the reason behind that, we don't know. Uh, but ourselves in Rapture, we have never uh, provided live stream or filmed uh, at solo events since that restriction in 2019. And we're not going to go back over that old one. Uh, but, yeah, we haven't filmed any of you know solo event uh, since then, and we probably won't until such a restriction will be lifted again. Uh, but, yeah, full credit to Karen McQuillan. That's quite an outstanding result. And to everyone there in those top six spots, to Stephen, to Jake, Chloe, Glenn, and David, well done to everyone there. All pre-qualified now for the world's uh, solo drumming in October. So looking forward to that now. It's shaping up to be quite a huge competition, isn't it? Yeah, that's got um, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, <laughs> full congratulations to Care, and of course, Boghall have shared out photographs of that, and Care has as well, all across the socials. So yeah, very enjoyable to watch. Okay. On to the Lothian and Borders branch, we held a band competition, which was an indoor competition. Uh, have just had all grades represented, grade 4B all the way up to grade 1. Uh, so let's run through the results here very quickly. Uh, in first place in grade 4B, we had Fraserburgh RBL. There you are. In grade 4A, we had Brundisland, or Brunt Island. I don't know. This is something I always pronounce incorrectly. Uh, Brundisland and District is how I pronounce it. That could be wrong. But they picked up the top spot in 4A. And the Novice Juvenile B went to George Watson's College. Yeah. And Novice Juvenile A went to George Watson's as well. So not a bad weekend's work there by George Watson's. In grade 3, went to Stockbridge. Yeah, great result there. Uh, let me see. In Juvenile then, went to George Watson's again. Uh, well done. Uh, in second... Uh, I was going to say. In grade 2. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say in second place. But in grade 2, went to Mulgai. Yeah, grade 2 went to Mulgai. Second was Preston Lodge in grade 2. Then Stockbridge and then Dunbar RBL all in grade 2. There you are. 
And Grade 1 then went to People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, Caledonia, who we've yet to hear a little clip of or any performances of that or any bands at the competition for that matter. So I think Preston Lodge have uploaded a few videos here and there, uh, but nothing in the way of like full recordings of full you know performances yet of any grades. So, hey, it's one of those things. It's this time of the year where bands are just continuing to develop their stuff before they hit the grass. Uh, so these you know indoor competitions, I would argue, are very valuable. Uh, so a lot of those bands taking a run out indoors and uh, yeah, picking up some silverware. So congratulations, everyone there. And well done to Lothian and Borders Branch, by the way. I think that competition was a roaring success. So yeah, well done to everyone involved there. Fantastic stuff. Okay, let's move on. Now, I did promise you a bit of an update now from Gary Smith and the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. Uh, So, right, I caught up with Gary earlier and, uh, yeah, managed to record this quick conversation with Gary as we find out, yeah, just how well did they get on. So, Gary Smith is back. He's going to give us an update following the Kids with Cancer Night. So, Gary, what's the crack? (laughs) How did you get on? I had a good night, Rob. Um, we think nearly all the money's as, as good as in there at the moment. So uh, we're sitting with ten thousand nine hundred and eighty pound. Wow, that's very nearly eleven grand. Then as <laughs> close to uh, obviously that's counting the um, the the wee envelopes that were that were filled in by everybody as well. So yeah, the, the family here we're we're going through it. Um, an hour two hundred and twenty pound to it, and that takes a total of eleven thousand two hundred, which wow. the total up so far to sixty grand. That's amazing. So, That's fantastic. And uh, hey, for a gathering of pipe band folk to raise that amount of money is something special, Gary, for sure. There's no doubt about it. Like everybody, every year, like they they come out, you know, they come out their numbers, and they, they certainly do know how to put their hand in their pocket. Not only over the bar, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for for everything else, you know, you, you couldn't fault them. They've been brilliant. You know, the six years has, has been has been great, and to average out ten grand per year um, is yeah. uh, is brilliant. Oh, absolutely, you know? it is. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask about any plans for the future, anything like that at this point. But I wanted to ask about well, the after party. We did catch a little bit of it on the podcast, not the full thing, but I'm sure you're bound to have some stories that we can't. Share on the show. <laughs> I think it was all around. I, I must admit, I, uh, I have stories and I have pictures from this last six years, which uh, you know, there's there's many many big reputations out there, big names. Uh, can we shot the shot the flames in a very short space of time? I so, well, uh, yeah. it was another great night. I think it was. Um, I think it was five o'clock. Whatever it was, more or less. I had a time to clear out to get to get yeah. ready for breakfast. That's it. So no, we managed to get one interview from the dance floor with the Inverary lads, and that's a rab show first, right there. I, well, I, well, that was something. you were doing well to do that. <laughs> now, I think if you have a stayed later on, you could have maybe had an X-rated version of, of maybe interviews, but yeah, no, as one of which, as like all like, these guys go, you know, you know, Stephen and Stuart, you know, except they go all around the world doing these things, you know, and there's after show parties, and there's no reason why we can't do one here in Kirkstown, um, you know, yeah. so. At some points, everybody just you know as relaxed state as I think a lot of a lot of your guests on on your podcast had said. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they enjoy that part of it. Um, I, I generally do enjoy the the night itself. Um, even even with wee hassles and wee headaches and bits and pieces. But at some points, everybody looks forward to 
you know. So yeah. hopefully we will continue to keep it going. Um, but at the minute we just need to sit, sit down and just kind of re reevaluate everything and see see how we could top of change, we've got some pieces and, and add to it, you know, so. There you go, yeah, well, keep us posted, Gary, if there is going to be a future event, yeah, and uh, here, congratulations on one hell of a total, that's incredible, well done. I was no doubt about it, it's, it's, it turned out, turned out a good, good total, so again, as I say, it's like yourselves behind the scenes, but people don't know anything about, all the rest of the people behind the scenes, which I think that, that night, and in general, just the public. So the, the PayPal family have been once again have, have stepped up to the mark for the for the children, the families, and the and the, the staff at the unit. Yeah, oh for sure. That that's a, that's a serious amount of work involved, and uh, yeah, a great total for Charlie. Gary, thanks so much, mate. And I look forward to chatting it's to you again back. about the next one, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. Yeah. <laughs> thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers, Tata. Ah, fantastic stuff there. It's great to see that event going from strength to strength, and what a total. Like, seriously, what a total. Ah, fantastic. So, yeah, thank you to Gary for taking time to chat with me, and, yeah, we find out all about how much they've managed to raise there. Fantastic stuff. Alrighty. Let's move on. We have another little news story then. Before we get into everything from the Balamoni tattoo, I did want to talk about a brand new drum major display team that have just recently launched. In fact, they just launched there at the Balamoni tattoo. It was their first ever display. So, yeah, they're called The Force. They're a display team of champion drum majors. Now, you can go and check out their website, and it gives you all the details of where all they've performed over the years, who is all on their roster, and all of it. You can go and check it out now, theforce.events. Yeah, well, their website's really quite detailed, actually, including what services they provide, where you can go and book them for your particular event. And all of it, you know, for the event organization element of it as well. Yeah, there's way too much information for me to get into. If anything, I did manage to catch up with Paula Braden, who is at the helm of this. And this is a brand new venture from Paula. And we got chatting to her at the Balamoney Tattoo. So let's get into the Balamoney Tattoo then, shall we? Because we will find out a little bit more about the force as, as part of that conversation. So, yeah, the Balamoney Tattoo took place this past weekend, and can I say, both nights were sold out, and the the place was rammed. It was just ridiculous, just how packed the place was, and it was a lot of fun. The event was so professionally ran, and, uh, yeah, thankfully, there was no huge hiccups or anything. Uh, the sound, the lighting, everything was pristine perfect. The performances themselves, honestly, out of this world. The Balamoney Charity Tattoo was just fantastic. I managed to raise a lot of money for the community rescue service there and for Macmillan Cancer Care as well. Two well-deserved charities. Uh, So, yeah, I managed to capture a little bit of audio when I was there in between introducing acts and stuff uh, because it was quite a busy time for me, as I said earlier with Word of the Week, Comfort Zone. I was well outside of it at this point. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I managed to get a few little bits of conversation with folks uh, at the Balamoney Tattoo. So, uh, yeah, check this wee bit out. All right, let's get into it. So, the Balamoney Charity Tattoo Masked Pipes and Drums under the direction of Pipe Major David Caldwell and Drum Sergeant John Scullion is made up of musicians all across Northern Ireland. They're very much looking forward to playing a good wee of tunes here in the tune for you. Are you ready for them? Ah, yeah. oh, come on. Are you ready for them? Yeah. Please welcome the Masked Pipes and Drums.
Okay, so I'm joined by John Scullion. John, how are you, sir? You well? All right, Ralph, yes. Hang on so, there. Hang on there. How have you found the Balamoni tattoo? You're quite a star attraction at this event, if you don't mind me saying. Well, that's, uh, that's new to me, you know, and <laughs> but it's, uh, it's nice to see so many young people and so many people out of bands that some of them don't normally compete. Mm. And it's a whole cacophony of learning and meeting new people and That's new it. experiences and, and uh, that has to be a good thing. That's it. So you're the lead drummer on the, on the stage tonight so you are responsible for all the drummers and if you don't mind me saying there's quite a few young fellas in there. How did they find learning all the scores and stuff? Well uh, we've, we've been rehearsing for quite a few weeks now you know some of the some of the rudimentation is well, some of them would have found it a wee bit foreign oh, yeah. at times and uh especially in the, the blend of playing together where they're having to use more of a prescribed weight of accent. Yes, know? yes. But stuff like that, uh, so... It'll certainly stand for them, though, and, you know, for future performances with other bands, I would argue, yeah. So I have to say, your own particular style of drumming was showcased this year with the 70s tribute band at the World Championships. Tell me about that experience, John. That was incredible. Oh, that was that was great, and it was like me going back to my childhood whenever I used to visit the Shots band. Oh. And I remember these scores coming out. Play, although I wasn't playing with the band, yeah. But they were absolutely magnificent. It was it was a a line in the sand for pipe band snare drumming absolutely. and the, the music the musical side of it by the 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 grandfather. Mm. of the cultivation of all the rudiments, Alec Duthert. Alec Duthert, of course. And if anything, since that performance, you've really set the piping scene ablaze where they're all talking about the style and the musicality of the drumming that has kind of been rediscovered again as a result of that. Have you found that? Well, absolutely. And you see, this once you capture the technique and the, the willingness to, 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 to play... Uh, what you hear, you have to get to know the rudiment and the approach to the rudiment to produce it in a certain way and some of the young ones are a wee bit mistrusting of that because they think they're not playing what they hear coming out. I see, yes. But uh, no, Alec Alec Duthard's uh, compositions, material, the musicianship of it is just I've been overwhelmed, as much overwhelmed with it today as I was back in nine, the winter of 1969. Oh, wow. Yeah, even now they're still challenging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But I have to say, like, listening to the scores that Alec Duthard had at that time, they are so with the bagpipes, it's like he can practically sing the tune with them. And that's something that perhaps the drum scores of modern cores are kind of lacking. Is that what you find? Well, yes, that's very, very true. Uh, although, you know, things have moved on and some of the stuff that would be uh, written to some of the the melody phrases now yeah. uh, wouldn't have been accepted years ago yeah. but uh, we've kind of taken the sharp edges off it a little bit Aye. but uh, for the for the precision technique mm-hmm. where the uh, the drum and beatings were less is more uh, so you're yeah. not maybe doing as many notes back then in 1970 mm-hmm. but every note that you do make is far more important yes so yes. it's a, a wee bit different ethos on that. Absolutely. Not here. That's fantastic insight there, John. So what does the future hold for yourself? You're here in Balamonitown, and then are you playing anywhere after this? 
Well, I've, I've been going out to the States for a, a, wee, a wee short visit. With a, I play with a few guys in Seattle, and we, ah. do, we do a lot of pipe band snare drumming to jazz and to uh, groove rhythms. To jazz? Yes, I. And uh, believe it or not, uh, it's to kind of marry up, get the fusion. Hmm. Lots of people in different idioms of music would be standoffish Aye. towards each other, but... Uh, this has been a way of bringing some great jazz players that we know in Seattle yeah. and has brought us together uh, by understanding each other's desires and the beat especially. Jazz is a little bit different beat. The pipe band is a unique beat. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to allow for all that. God, I'm fascinated. I'd love to hear more of this, John. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. So, Well, John, I have to say, your performance at the Balmoni Tattoo has been a standout moment for a lot of folks. So thank you uh, for hitting the stage at the oh. Tattoo. It's been incredible. Thank, thank you. you very much for that. Thank right, you. John. Much obliged. <laughs> thank you. I'm joined by the choreographer of the whole thing. Put this all together. Paula, the last I was chatting with you, we were in freezing Kyle Tubbermore. <laughs> <laughs> we were indeed. <laughs> How have you found the tattoo? How's it been going? Do you know what? Um, all the preparation work and all the spreadsheets and all the lists that you can do and prepare, it's only until you get to rehearsal night that you actually see all those plans put into reality. So for me, getting to rehearsal, um, it was worth all those times of late um, late nights. and um, Worrying about uh, it. <laughs> not, not, not so much worrying, but just hoping that what you've put in place is actually the reality. So, But it, yeah. the rehearsal went really well and first show was unbelievably um, good. I was going to say, the crowd reaction was something special. I think the folk here in Balamoni really loved it. What do you did. think? The feedback has been wonderful and they have a standing ovation on a first night. It was great. So for me, it was just a kind of uh, the credit to all the performers, all the backstage, the, the committee, the team, everyone involved put on <laughs> such a high quality performance. There you go. Well, I have to ask you then about The Force, (laughs) this new venture that you've launched. Tell us about this. What is this? I have been doing this for the last 13 years. I just never put a brand to it. And I suppose with me disbanding my PB class of drum majors, um, for me, this was a a real opening to to venture out and and provide these services that I've done for the likes of the Balamone Tattoo um, and put a brand name to it. So at least it gets that exposure rather than just my name. (laughs) There you go. Well, hey, there's a talented bunch in there for sure yeah so putting on a heck of a show so the the choreography that you put together was specifically for tonight is that right it was um every drum major display team that i do um it is a new choreographed uh, routine based on the theme of that event so we chose the greatest showman which was a slow piece and it was quite dynamic and new with a wee bit of history in it and then we had our modernized pieces from lincoln hilton there you go so from a soggy wet tubermore to here in Balamone. Not bad. It's not bad and <laughs> I have to say it's, it's, I'm very proud to be part of the team and I'm very thankful that they asked me to, to share it with them. 
fantastic stuff. So I'm joined with pipe major David Caldwell. David, what's it like being pipe major of the mash pipes and drums here in the tin? Um, it's been a great challenge, Rob. In that, um, <laughs> it's it's when we asked people to play, it was enormous, you know, yes from people. Um, we tried to right, to troops. encourage most. Um, uh, how can you put it? Local people, which is very important to a local area. And um, a lot of players we have tonight would never experience a tattoo before. Really? No. Oh. Uh, and it's great for me to bring the people together like that to give them the opportunity to actually go out and play. So, did you have to factor that in then whenever putting the repertoire together? You know, that some people, this is their first tattoo? Very much so. Not only that, the rose to the occasions of the popular tattoo tunes that we have, especially like Black Bear, and that's very important. And a lot of people didn't hear that before and hadn't played it before but they made the real conscious effort and last night was a terrific night I'm very very proud of every single last piper and drummer that has came to help out with these charities and make this night a big big success I think the crowd reaction from last night's show the cheer that the band got marching off with some serious you're bound to have felt a buzz going off it was a great feeling and I know talking to the pipers and drummers afterwards they had a, a great feeling and something they had never felt before and we're hoping tonight uh, the second night was going to be even better oh, fantastic stuff well I can't wait for the second night of the show but at this point when folk are listening to it it's over so hopefully if there's another one be sure and get tickets is my advice <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were overwhelmed when we, when we first talked about this back in November we sort of had a plan and we thought, right, okay, if we can have most of our, a lot of our tickets sold by January, we would be very happy. And if that's the case, but we sold out literally almost two and a half weeks before the event. And we were fortunate enough to get extra seating in and uh, we're now sold out two nights. Which is incredible. So, yeah, I, I think the people in the town love a bit of piping and drumming, don't you? Yeah. the money is um, very much a musical area. Um, very much into pipe bands and, and love that type of music and it's great to have them here and that's very it's great for the for the stadium here where it's held and a big thank you for the stadium management and they have been extra special in giving us extra nights here for rehearsals for different bands so it's been great oh, it's fantastic stuff well every success with it and I, yeah I'm looking forward to the next one you never know you never know you never know <laughs> <laughs> thank you David thank thanks you. Rob Ah, fantastic. And, you know, that brings back memories. You know, I know it was only a few days ago, really, but honestly, what a cracking event that was. Now, ourselves and the Rab Show team, of course, we have videos of most of the performances. Now, not all of them, uh, but most of it is all across our YouTube channel and our Facebook page, all that stuff. So if you are curious to go and have a look at what I've been on in Balamoni that night for the Charity Tattoo, you can go and have a look at it. There you are. 
It's a shameless plug. <laughs> and another shameless plug, by the way. Uh, yeah, shout out to Paula Braden again uh, for taking time to chat with us there and to tell us about this new exciting drum major display team called The Force. So you can go and have a look at those. Theforce.events is their website. Definitely worth checking out if you're in any way curious. Or even if you want to book them for any future events or concerts and stuff. Uh, you know, they do tattoos. They do huge events. They do small events. Uh, so, yeah, they can tailor everything to your needs if you do want a bespoke drum major display there you are by some of the best in the world there you are so force events or the force dot events yeah i'm still getting the hang of the address but there you go the force dot events go and have a look at them and even across all their socials as well they're all there all right i just wanted to put out a very quick reminder for folks here in rspba northern ireland land that all branch trophies must be returned by the 22nd of april all right so you've been warned uh, so that's when the ulster solos are happening in listen to garvey high school so i know we're not including this in dates your diary it's just a little bit of a reminder that all branch trophies need to be returned at the ulster solos at the latest on the 22nd of april so there you are that you should have that reminder with your band secretary already and i know i'm probably already kicking a dead horse you probably already know about it but i'm just reminding you because sometimes people like getting reminded 22nd of april the ulster solos that's the day you need to hand back all of your branch trophies all right there you go you've been warned okay let's talk about some brand new music then shall we yeah, we always love some new music, and this is from the Celtic and folk music scene. The band NOS are releasing a brand new album called Stretching Skyward. Yeah, this is currently available for pre-order on their Bandcamp page, and you can go there now. Uh, just type in NOS on Bandcamp and you'll find them. This was G-N-O-S-S, and yeah, very exciting band. And the announcement of this brand new album from them... Ooh, yeah, I cannot wait. So it's available for pre-order now. It's seven quid which is cheap at twice the price. Uh, so, yeah, go and check it out. Brand new album. No doubt we'll be playing this over on Fuse, uh, but just wanted to give it a shameless plug. It's available for pre-order. It's going to be out on May 12th, but you can go and pre-order it now, and you do get a special pre-release track if you do pre-order called Christine's. There you are. So go, now, go along, check, uh, check that out. Brand new album called Stretching Skyward by NOS. And uh, yeah, I know it's a shameless plug, but that's what we do here. Uh, so if you're anyways interested in brand new music in the Celtic and folk scene, then go and have a look at that. A little bit of a reminder that the Peabrook Society, uh, yes, for those Peabrook players out there, they have uh, released their set tunes for next year in 2024. So for those of you who are wanting to compete and take part of any of the Peabrook Society events, then go and check that out on their website. All their full repertoire is now published and you can go and uh, yeah, select and start learning. There you are. So this is for senior competitions and for all others as well. The full details are all up there, including your gold medal competitions, your silver medal, all of that. There's a wealth of tunes on there. And I'm just looking here. I'm just going to really quick flick through them here. No, 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 no. Let's look at the gold medal. All right. Oh, we've got some big tunes here. Okay. Uh, We've got the big spree. Yeah, we've got the McDougal's Gathering. The Blue Ribbon as well. That's quite a popular one. And that's just the gold, some of the ones in the gold medal. But also, uh, let me see. Uh, there's just way too many. There's a huge list here, folks. So I'm not going to sit here and read you a hashtag list uh, for the, all the senior competitions. But the, yeah, there's a serious amount of tunes all listed here. And just to let you know that if anyone's out there listening and wanting to take part in those big competitions, then the tunes are now published. Now is your opportunity to go and start learning all 
for next year's competition for the, any of the Peabrook Society events. There you are. Because I do know a few Peabrook players do listen to the show and, uh, yeah, may well be interested in that. So there you are. I'm just putting it out there, you know? A friendly reminder. That's all. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to briefly mention about William Kerr Memorial Pipe Band, who held a bit of a fundraiser evening over the over the past weekend, and we have shared out videos of performances aplenty from that, including Drumlock Pipe Band and William Kerr Memorial themselves, as well as a great display by some drum majors as well, with lights on their maces and stuff. Very cool. Uh, so if you are curious at all what happened at the William Kerr Memorial fundraiser uh, and those performances by Drumlock and by William Kerr, go and have a watch at them. We have them all across our YouTube channel and our socials. It's been quite a busy weekend for us on Rab Show team. Uh, so, yeah, we've done what we can to catch all the piping and drumming action wherever it is. So go and check that out. It's up there now on the socials. It's quite entertaining, actually. And Drumlock Pipe Band sounded fantastic, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Drumlock. Sounding really strong at this point in the season, which is early doors. Uh, but, yeah, definitely worth a listen to. Yeah, go along and have a listen to that. Yeah, you'll not regret it. All right. Okay, as mentioned in What's the Crack, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland held their huge annual concert, uh, and this time was in the Usher Hall in Edinburgh. Now, that was to celebrate 20 years on the road, and they did not disappoint. Listening to reviews of the concert and everyone uh, who had managed to attend, apparently they were blown away, saying the quality of the music of the performances were just outstanding. Joining them on stage as well was Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, who managed to thump out a good few tunes with them as well, including some of their own. Uh, Yeah. Just a very enjoyable piping and drumming program throughout. So to everyone involved there at the National Youth Pipe Band who put on one heck of a show, well done to everyone. Uh, I think it's been, yeah, we've seen little clips of it and little photographs and stuff from the event and it just looked to be quite awesome. So well done to everyone there at the National Youth Pipe Band. Such a stellar performance and yeah, nobody had a bad word to say. If anything, it was nothing but positive. So yeah, shout out to the National Youth Pipe Band. Quite an awesome gig there, and uh, we are looking forward to seeing more. We're hoping that we'll, we'll see a few little video clips and stuff. Perhaps if you've come across any video clips and all the rest from that, then please do share them with us. We'd certainly love to see them, and we'll do it. We can to kind of share them out there as well. So, aye, send those in to us, and we'd definitely love to, to get a, a look at them. I'm curious. Yeah, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Alright, now I am aware that very soon actually we are looking forward to another big concert here in Northern Ireland celebrating a centenary. Yeah, Tully Lag and Pipe Band are going to be hitting the stage in the Bernavan Theatre in Cookstown on the 15th of April. And uh, yeah, I managed to get catching up with their lead tipper and their pipe major as well to find out more about the centenary celebrations and of course how things are going with the band at the moment. So yeah... Get a load of this wee conversation then with the folks at Tully Lagan. Right, well I'm David Brown, leading drummer of Tully Lagan. I'm Robert Black, pipe major, Tully Lagan. How you doing lads? Well, first of all I have to say the reason I'm chatting to you is because Tully Lagan's celebrating a hundred years on the roads. Not many bands can say that. <laughs> definitely not. No, definitely. And it makes it even more special when I was uh, here on the 50th anniversary. Ah, you were showing me photos of that earlier. Ah, so yeah. that was back yeah. in the 70s. Not yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So what was the celebrations then, back in the 50th anniversary? Uh, we went to... Uh, it went to the Glenavon Hotel in Cookstown um, and uh, had special presentations and whatnot for 
for the, the members of the band that were uh, leading drummers, pipe major, all the rest of it. I got to present Kenny Wilson, who taught me to drum with a, a watch, which was special. Uh, oh, so. uh, well, here, if you don't mind me saying, I'm sure you were just a lad at that time. Uh, we I even had hair. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, the 100th anniversary then. So, Robert, what have you guys got planned then? Well, we're we're getting ourselves up now for a concert on the 15th of April. Mm-hmm. So we're working hard, getting ready for that. And then, obviously, we'll do a dinner at the end of the year. So stuff. Big feed then? Bit big of a celebration? Yeah. I, well, I would say there'll be presentations and stuff like that to certain members of the band and things like that. But working hard for this concert was the most important thing at the moment. I see. So this concert itself has been held in the Bernavin, and that's yes, right, in Cookstown. Right. Yep. So what can folk expect at the concert? Who all will they see? Well, obviously ourselves and our junior band are, oh, ca- are, are yeah. playing. Yeah. And then we have Collie Baggy. Oh, brilliant. Coming to play uh, with Warren Robinson, used to, used to be pipe major of the band, so we thought it would be nice to Aye. have that link there. Yeah, and yeah. also Cross Kilt are coming to play. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, the same again with David, David Chesney. Chesney. Yeah, having the link with the band too, we thought it also would be nice to have them. So it'll be a good concert. It'll be good fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. So, but you're not giving away any kind of. Well, mm, musical numbers that we're going to hear. You're keeping that under your hat. No, well, we're working on a couple of... Uh, Andrew Shilliday, who's a very, very important member of the band, has wrote a couple of suits and things like that there. Aye. So we're, we're going to be playing them. Uh, also, we're medley, MSR, so and maybe a couple of other wee things. The party numbers. Yeah. Aye. Oh, great. No, no, I can't wait for it. That's very exciting. But that, that's what I wanted to get in, that they're... Tully Lagan Band has a lot of connections with other bands around the area, like Klaus Kelt, Kolobaki. As we were saying earlier, there's a serious amount of history with the band, David. You've now returned to Tully Lagan. How have you found that now that you're back? Well, this is my third year coming back. Yeah. Um, I came back in two, 2000. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the, connect, the, the, the guys who have played in Tully Lagan down through the years and are now playing or have been playing in grade one. It's, it's amazing just when you think of... Uh, I was the leading drummer when David Chesney was pipe major. I was also the leading drummer when Warren Robertson was pipe major. Yeah. So, um, And Robert and I worked together in Finvoy. So, yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's big connections to Tully Lagan. And Tully Lagan has helped a lot of bands down through the years, especially we local bands, when teaching them piping and drumming. I remember as a young boy uh, going to Ballybreast, uh, to help teach the drummers there up to October and various places in all the bands around here when Tully Lagan really was the main band that was competing at that time so there's a great history um, I won the All-Ireland in, in drumming with Ian Downey in 1973 so um, yeah. that was in grade 3 so you know it's a, yeah, there's a tremendous history and Alan Warnick of course has been playing with the band for a long long time mm-hmm. yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's even here longer than me so <laughs> <laughs> there you are so I have to say well the Tully Lagan band is quite synonymous with the piping scene in Mid-Ulster and you know the teaching has been a very strong ethos from the beginning and you mentioned the junior band earlier They've been going on great guns this last while, haven't they? Ah, they're doing well. They are doing very well. But that's all down to the hard work of, especially Andrew Shilliday. The the teaching that man does on a daily basis, not a weekly basis, but a daily basis is phenomenal. And the youth and the talent that he's bringing on to the piping 
side of things is unreal. Andy actually he dips his toe into the drumming side of things too, and he's trying to bring the drum corps on as well. Jeff Hamilton did a tremendous work with the the junior band and and the young guys who who have come up through. Um, he, he he did a tremendous work in teaching in the schools and all of that. Um, and we have to thank him for all that he has done in, in teaching the, the young boys in the band. Oh, it's done some incredible work. And here, if Andrew can teach a drummer how to pipe, <laughs> that's a miracle in itself. <laughs> he, there, he's it's great. You know, to be to, it's a great thing to have because we have then young talent coming through, and hopefully eventually coming through to the more senior band, ah. and that's already paid off for the likes of Sam Purvis, Mark Warnock, Ryan Warnock, yeah. uh, Margaret and William. Uh, young Jack Sitter, all coming through, uh, not to to say like Sir Robert Cowden, who's now been in the band a long time, but he came through the youth mm. process, yeah. uh, Ross Hume, same thing, came through the youth, so we have a lot of self-taught, and the same from the drumming end, yeah. a lot of yeah. self-taught players in there. It's fantastic, it's definitely in a very healthy place, for sure, so... Well, it'd be fair to say that last season was quite a good season for Tully Lag and Pipe Band. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. That certainly <laughs> ended well. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was hard to, to at the start of the season um, with COVID hitting. The band got a lot of momentum and winning the world 2019, and obviously COVID hit, yeah. and it sort of stalled a lot of things. Uh, we then tried to get back on the road, uh, uh, but needed to get a new leading tip and and push forward. Yeah. Uh, coming to about four weeks before the competition. Roughly, uh, we were very, very lucky to get uh, David back on and, and involved. And the, the band had to work extremely hard uh, to get back out in the grass. But it was a good season. We got placed in every competition we played in. Uh, yeah. we, um, and it was a good I only arrived season. here in February last year. Really, February? So, wow. Um, it was a lot of hard work and fair play to yeah. the tenors and bass and sides. You know, they they um, did a lot of work, uh, especially for some of them going through exams and all of that. They did a lot of work to get to where they needed to be for the World Championships and it yeah, really well, paid off. It definitely paid off, I yeah. was going to say. Yeah, all the hard work was worth it. So rolling into 2023 now, the anniversary concert and the celebrations and that aside, you're going to be hitting the grass again for more competition this season. How are things looking so far? They're going pretty well. Yeah, they're going pretty well. We're very happy on the, the projection that the band's going on. Um, obviously, we want to go out and do the absolute best we can do. Uh, grade three A is, sh- is shaping up to be a very competitive looking competition. Oh. A lot of very good yeah. bands in there, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to prepare ourselves to the best of our absolute ability and go out and give it our all. That's one sure thing. That's it. Well, I can't wait to hear you, and we don't have too long to wait then. So, when's the concert again? It is in the 15th of April. 15th of April, there you are. So, in the Bernabin, go to the box office and grab your tickets if they're still there. Tickets are selling well, so you need to get in there. That's just it, they might not be there, but this time. (laughs) There you go. Best of luck for this incoming season, lads. Thank you. Thank you.
Ah, uh, there you are. Finished with a little clip of Tully Lagan in competition last year. There you are. Yeah, so t- that concert is just ahead of us. The 15th of April, which is just around the corner, actually. So I don't know if tickets are available for it or not. No doubt we'll talk more about that in Dates for Your Diary here in a minute or two. Uh, but th- yeah, that's going to be quite an awesome concert for you to get to. And book launch as well. So an exciting night of Payment and Drummond in sunny Cookstown to look forward to. Yeah. Alrighty, well folks, that's it for all the news and updates, I suppose. Uh, So if there is anything that we've managed to miss this week, and I've probably guaranteed that we have, uh, yeah, you can always send us an angry email. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can always send us in your weekly drones. Oh, Rab, you always manage to miss talking about A, B, and C. Well, that's fine. You can let us know, and uh, we'll do our best to correct it on a future episode of the show. All right. Right, uh, well, mm, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go and get myself a wee glass of mineral. And uh, I, for those living here in Northern Ireland who knows what a wee glass of mineral is, you know what I'm going for. But it's not quite, it's not quite time for a cup of tea just yet. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing, and feel amazing. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. Right, time for Dates for Your Diary. So pens and paper at the ready. We're going to start with a golf tournament. Yeah, St. Lawrence Atul are throwing a fundraising golf tournament at the Westmanstown Golf Club. This is on the 14th of April. And for full information of how you can enter and all that, then, yeah, go and check out St. Lawrence Atul on their social media uh, where you can get all those details, yeah. So if you're a golfer, yeah, why not go along and support the mighty St. Lawrence? Yeah. On the 15th of April, then, we're going to Cookstown for the Tully Lagan Centenary Concert and Book Launch, which is going to be held in the Bernavan Theatre in Cookstown. If you haven't got tickets for this event already, then you may well be out of luck. I'm hearing talk that it's pretty well sold out at this point. Uh, so acts include Klaus Kilt, as well as Kolobaki Pipe Band, and, of course, Tully Lagan will be hitting the stage themselves. So this is expected to be quite an awesome concert. Uh, so, yeah, and a book launch as well that I've already spoke about on BBC Radio Ulster. Uh, so, yeah, really looking forward to this. And, uh, yeah, if anything, I'll be on stage myself. I'm the compare on the evening. So 15th of April in the Bernavan Theatre in Cookstown for the Tully Lagan 100-year celebration. Looking forward to that. On the 22nd of April then, of course, we're going to listen to Garvey High School again. But this time we're going for the Ulster Solos. Yes, it's just around the corner. So looking forward to that. Again, listen to Garvey High School, 22nd of April for the Ulster Solos. Again, for more details and information, you can check out the RSPBA Northern Ireland website for all of that. On the 28th of April... 
Yes, we're heading to the Tullyglass Hotel in Ballymena for the Pipe Major Frank Andrews Tribute Concert, of course, featuring the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band, amongst other acts as well. So this concert is shaping up to be one of the biggest of this year here in sunny Northern Ireland, so definitely if you haven't got a ticket for it already, you may well be out of luck. Uh, but yeah, for further information, you can go and check out McNeilstown Pipe Band on their socials and as they are hosting it, or you can check out the Tullyglass Hotel's box office themselves. Uh, so yeah that's to come on the 28th of april then looking forward to the 20th of may yeah which should have been the british championships i guess but no we're heading to dollar academy for the dollar pipe band competition now this story has continued to develop of course and we've yet to see like a draw and stuff Uh, so hopefully we'll have that information to hand in the coming weeks but just to let you know it's ahead of us the 20th of may we're all heading to dollar academy for the dollar pipe band competition so really looking forward to that one yeah so that's pretty much it for dates for your diary if there is any other dates for our diaries that we should be including then please do email us in as always bigrabshow at gmail.com that address again bigrabshow at gmail.com alright folks you've waited long enough until this point in the show yeah you guessed it it's time for the topic of the week Wallace Bagpipes quality Pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Yes, time for Topic of the Week, and the title of this week's episode kind of gives it away. Yeah, this week we're talking to Simon Toomeyer of Hands Up for Trad. Yeah, that'll ring a lot of bells for a lot of folk locally here in the UK. Yeah, Hands Up for Trad are one of the driving forces of promotion for traditional music all across Scotland and around the world. And I have to say... I have been a huge fan of Simon's podcast called Foot Stomping uh, for a long time, even before Rab Show even existed. Uh, so, yeah, this is an absolute honor to be able to chat to Simon finally. Now, Hands Up for Trad do have their own website where you can go and check it out. I, I have the links and stuff in the show notes, but just type it into the search engine, Hands Up for Trad, and you'll find their website. They're responsible for such things as the Scots Trad Music Awards, the Young Traditional Musician of the Year, the Hall of Fame. They also have summer schools. They have a wealth of stuff that they're responsible for, and I'm only just scratching the surface. Uh, so, yeah, let's welcome Simon to the Big Rab Show podcast as we find out more. So, welcome to the podcast, Simon Toomer. Simon, how are you, sir? Are you well? I'm very good, thanks, Rob. Well, I have to say thank you, first of all, for joining us on the podcast. Um, I have been a fan of Hands Up for Trad for the longest time. So this is, I, I'm a, a wee bit fanboying out here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say no, for... No, no, it's good. I'm very lucky to work with Hands Up for Trad. You know, it's a, it's a great thing to be doing. Yeah, it's a fantastic movement that has been around now for quite a while, I think, you know, with helping supporting that such an amazing scene. Can you tell us about Hands Up for Trad? For those of our piping audience who may not be aware of it, can you tell us about it? Yeah, well, basically in 2000, we, well, in the run up to 2000, so even to jump back a little bit to 1989, when I won the Radio 2 Young Traditional Musician Award. 
and it was a great thing for me as a young musician. And there was a lot of uh, Scottish musicians coming through that. And when it changed to the Radio 2 Young Trad Award, Young Trad, Young Folk Award, which was for younger musicians. So when I won it, it was up to the age of 25. And when and then it changed to younger. And then it came to a point in about uh, 2000 when we were saying, well, you know, there's so many Scottish musicians around. We could really be doing with something for the Scots. So... Me, my wife Claire McLaughlin and Elspeth Cowie of the Traditional Music and Song Association said, let's let's make this happen. So we came up with the, the Young Scottish Traditional Musician Award and Colin Hind at Celtic Connections Festival agreed to put on the final. And so we got started and it was it was a great success. First year's winner was Gillian Frame and in the second year the BBC Radio Scotland came on board, Maggie Cunningham. Uh, who was the controller of Radio Scotland and said, yeah, we'll we'll back this. Hmm. And so that's all going well. And then people started saying to me, um, well, that's all good. You're supporting all the young ones, but what about us, the professionals? <laughs> and the, and uh, that was, so t- 2003, we started the, the Scots Tribe Music Awards. And I think it was around then, possibly 2002, that because we were, we had to, you know, to get apply for funding or anything, you really had to be a charity. So I think we started off as the Scottish National Music Trust. And then for some reason, because it's so long ago, I can't really remember, uh, I changed it to Hands Up for Trad. And I remember everyone saying, um, oh, that's a terrible title. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I suppose they said that about the Beatles as well, of course. So so Hands Up for Trad was born, and it was really born with the Scots Trad Music Awards. There you are. And it has been helping the scene ever since, you know, giving musicians a bit of a platform, I guess. And, I, you know, I was saying to you just off mic before we started talking is that I've been listening to the podcast for years now and you've kind of been responsible for introducing me to music I wouldn't ordinarily listen to. Was that a bit of a focus, I think, of the pod? Well, you know, the, the podcast started, we had this company called Foot Stomping Records mm-hmm. in the the 90s, I think, the, the mid to late 90s, and it carried on for a while. Yeah. And that's when the podcast started on. So it basically started off as a tool to sell the music we had on the website. Because mm-hmm. um, it was a burgeoning scene even then. There was always lots to play within the classic stuff. And then uh, and then just as the 2000s went on and, and on and on, and uh, <laughs> in 2023, there's just so much new music. And actually, during lockdown, I was making the podcast weekly, and I still right, had yeah. no problems with filling the 50 minutes to an hour. Mm. So and nowadays it's just about giving exposure to the, the various acts. And we do make it uh, pretty much exclusively Scottish, mm. you know, although there has been the odd international Irish thing gets in over the time. But Hands Up for Trad, the real aim of it is to increase Scottish music's visibility to the public and the and the and the media, you know, and that's really what we're for, you know. So as much as I love Irish music and I love Galician music and everything, really to stick to what we our aims is just to promote the the Scots. Yeah, that's it. I do remember visiting the footstopping.com website, and that was the first time I actually bought an album of harp music. <laughs> you know, as a piping fan, I was like, why would I want to listen to harp music? But honestly, 
uh, I still play that album today. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. There's a wealth of great music there. Now, obviously, us being a bagpiping show, there has been a bit of an explosion, Simon, of bagpiping, Highland piping for that matter, in the trad scene this last while. Have you found that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you know that I'm a piper too. Yeah. So I was a piper in the boys' brigade mm. uh, in my teens, and uh, so I've always loved piping, and I still have a set of Hamish Moore small pipes. All oh, right, which yeah. Which don't practice enough or at all. <laughs> and uh, I, I, so piping's always been a massive part of my life, and it would probably uh, define so much of the way I play my concertina because that was I was. Yeah. Uh, well, pipes were before the concertina, so the ornamentation, all that's a big part of all the musician I am. And so I've always been very keen on it. And, uh, you know, I suppose, I'm trying to think back, you know, you had your Tannehill Weavers and everything really doing, sort of doing it in the Battlefield Band, who were an amazing Battlefield Band with the band that I was really into growing up, actually, yeah. Doogie Pincock. Fantastic. Uh, Doogie mm-hmm. Pincock came to my school. Oh, wow. I imagine, I remember playing, uh, meeting him when I was 16 and playing the Glasgow City Police pipe band on his pipes. Oh, brilliant. I, just, I think back and then in the sla- all my slavers in his <laughs> channel, <laughs> which he was, he never seemed to worry about. But, you know, it keeps going on and on, you know, from what these Battlefield band, the Tannehill Weavers did, basically treating the bagpipes like a fiddle. And then I suppose yeah. running alongside that concurrently, one of the big pipe records for me was uh, Paul Kemet Gorug album yes. when Rob Maston uh, played God Duncan's Andy Reddick's Ferret because I remember having that album in the house and mm. uh, and it was actually the Andy Reddick's Ferret that really appealed to me the arrangement of it and the way that uh, Rob played on it it was so so cool yeah yeah <laughs> that, that, that's that's the perfect word for it absolutely that was one that of was those recordings that was a real stamping time I think you know they were definitely ahead of their really time. Was, yeah, you know, having the keyboards and everything because it wasn't even the full band that played that. It was just Rab that played that, and uh, yeah, and also along that time for me, uh, um, listening was the you know there was all the seventy eight Fraser Highlanders doing their live albums, and, uh, classic mm-hmm. things. You know the yeah, what's his name, Michael Gray doing the that live album. You know, when, yeah. I remember listening to it thinking, this is amazing. And uh, and I just watched it all build from there. You know, Ross Ainsley, mm. you know, kind of, I, for me, kind of took it to the next level. Ross and Ali yeah. and, uh, and moving from, you know, you know, Croft number five. Well, they weren't Croft number five, but that was, you know, Treacherous Orchestra, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's, you know, it's it's amazing, actually. Finley McDonald as well, of course, is a big part of all of that. Absolutely. And it's been continuing to build over the years. At the, if anything, at the Trad Awards just this past while, there was so many people from the bagpiping scene that I bumped into. And I'm like, oh, my word, what are you doing here? And Oh, well, and then we all started talking. We were all there for all various different reasons. It was fantastic to see. Well, you know, it's a good point, actually, because when we started the Trad Awards in 2003, mm. I mentioned Maggie Cunningham earlier uh, with the, the Radio Scotland Young Trad Award and I remember going to see her probably about the Young Trad and I was saying oh we're going to we're actually going to do a, a Scots Trad Music Awards and I, I suppose in my mind the the uh, I think I, I was thinking uh, Scots Trad Music Awards what will it be well, and I'm thinking like Pete Bog Fairies and bands like that Yeah. and she said well you know the my folk music is the music that Robbie Shepherd plays on a Saturday night. 
Right. And that really got me thinking. And, and and all of a sudden, we had it made me change the whole my whole concept of the Trad Awards to be an umbrella of all the different facets. So from the dance bands, we had to have the pipe bands and and then Gaelic and Scots. And I think that has been the success of it. And actually the success of Hands Up for Trad is we've tried to be as open as possible and just to promote everybody. And nowadays, it's I love with, uh, having the, the pipe bands part of it. And, uh, and the pipes will be a massive part of it again come December this year. That's it. Well, I have to say, I... I was still pinching myself that I was actually there. I couldn't believe it, Simon. Um, I have to apologize, first of all. Whenever I first got the email from yourself saying, hi, I think you've been nominated, I thought, no, we couldn't be. <laughs> I didn't believe you. <laughs> have you ever had that reaction from anyone who's been nominated going, no, couldn't be us? <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of times, actually. You know, because... <laughs> Well, you know, there's lots of different scenarios in my mind for being nominated at the, the Trad Awards. It's, mm. You could be touring all over the world, selling millions of albums, or you could have, in terms of art, you could have made an album. It's the first album, you might be 15, you're making your first album. It's all really worthwhile stories. It's not just about yeah. people who are uh, or who, who are out there doing it. We've got to mm. try trying to recognise lots of different facets and i think that's really important and i remember when we they started the pipe band category um i was speaking to roddy mcleod about it actually and he said yeah you've what you've got to, we've got to try and look at within this category is not just the grade one winners it's yeah also got to look everyone at the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah but who's doing well in the juniors who's actually making a difference to their community mm-hmm. and there's so many great and it's great because you get to to get to lots of different people that's it too yeah and that's the the big thing i took from the evening is well first of all how amazing it was to be in that room after watching it on the telly for years but it was such a melting pot you know with, with so many people from around the scene like i, I was keely in with brayback and then chatting with from the guys from inverary and then guys from the elephant sessions it was nuts <laughs> yeah we're, lo- folk music, we're very lucky in folk music whether in scotland or in ireland you know there's not hmm. masses of ego no. and i love that there's no one sort of big time in you no. and uh, <laughs> i love the fact that we could just go chat to people and they're just kind of normal that's it exactly yeah like i can't remember who it was i think it was the bass player uh from uh, elephant set we were standing chatting about star wars <laughs> it was the weirdest thing uh, but such an amazing night uh so yeah rolling forward then into 2023 uh you guys clearly have a head of steam of a lot of things happening this year can you tell us of what's ahead of you yeah uh, well talking about trad awards we're going to be back in the cared hall on the 2nd of december mm-hmm. uh, we haven't announced any acts yet but it's already looking really exciting um that's going to be really good. It's also the 100th anniversary of the Caird Hall this year, so it's a great to be oh, going back there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Young Trad will be launching soon. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got our Distill programme, uh, which is launching in a... Well, that will be in just a couple of weeks, and that's where we bring professional musicians together mm-hmm. to learn with musicians from other fields. So we've got a classical composer and we've got a jazz improviser who's coming to work with all the oh, tradies wow. hey. for a weekend and we just stay there for four days. We've actually just mm. had a very successful um, Shaki Nagalic, which mm-hmm. we, is World Gaelic Week 
and it's basically a week of Gaelic and, and Gaelic, and we this is our second year. Yeah, and we had about 130 events running over the week through February, celebrating oh Gaelic. That's amazing. And, um, <laughs> and, and we do stuff with Scots. We've got Giza Scots Poem Day, which is a wee hashtag day, mm-hmm. and then which leads to the Scots Language Awards, which is in September the 16th. And yeah, oh, there's loads of summer schools running, and uh, I'm quite lucky. Rob, you know, to do what we do, you know. That's, oh, but hey, so much happening. I don't know how you keep up with it all, Simon. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, are a, a, a playing... Well, that's... <laughs> you're also a playing musician <laughs> in your own right. Uh, can I say, for I'm a huge fan of your TikTok account, you know, where you're uploading like <laughs> wee 30-second videos. They're smashing. <laughs> yeah, you know... One of the, I think, successes of Hands Up For Trad has been that I've always loved technology. From the podcast days, starting a podcast, I actually know I've been into learning mm. about how things work. And uh, so it's never held me back. And I think I've definitely used it to enable Hands Up For Trad to do more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that sounds good. I mean, but the early foot stomping days, you know, we were one of the us and Music Scotland were one of the first websites yeah. up, you know, just working out how it goes. And mm-hmm. I do love all of that, you know, and through lockdown, we did lots of live broadcasts. I had to learn how to do all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, technology is an amazing thing and it really works hand in hand with the tradition, you know, and if you, uh, we can really promote what's going on without losing any of the, the wonderfulness of it. That's it. And I'm so glad you mentioned those live streams throughout lockdown. You guys were really a huge outlet for musicians during such a difficult time. You know, uh, some of those streams, the concerts, the, the events you put on were just incredible. Uh, so it's bound to have been a lot of work went into those, Simon. It was. Uh, it was. But, uh, but it was a lot of work and a lot of fun. Mm, yeah. You know, it was, That's you it. know, I think back to it and I think how it was amazing how as soon as we started to come out of lockdown, how the audiences dropped off for it, though. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. I remember we sold uh, 300 tickets for an online EMAR gig. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was amazing. And the boys went away in these difficult times with a lot of money each. They were. That's smashing. And, yeah. uh, and then we tried to do it a year later, and there was like nobody, not for them, but other people, mm. just nobody buying tickets. It was really interesting, actually. People yeah. just want to be back out, of course. You know, They want to be That's heading it. to <coughs> Glasgow Green for, for the world. <laughs> they Absolutely, don't want to be yeah. Video stream. That's it. It's, there is that ongoing argument currently about, you know, online events, but in-person events honestly you know having that personal connection with a band on stage you, you can't beat it yeah oh you That's cannot it. beat it you know i see i was at celtic connections there and i saw i went to see a treasure orchestra at the fruit market i saw people fairies oh, in the fruit market and wow being in the middle of it was just the most amazing thing all these people yeah. i actually watch these gigs and i feel really proud you know, I see these bands going on stage, mm. thousands of people standing up dancing, and actually these bands are doing music that they believe in yeah. as well. It's it's not mm-hmm. like a dance show or anything. They're playing their own music, and people are loving every minute of it. Oh, it's smashing. I think that there's never been a more healthy time to start listening to trad and folk music from Scotland. I think it's in such a positive place, and especially from a piping point of view. 2023 is going to be a huge season for us from pipe bands, and 
all of our amazing musicians. Uh, so for everyone who does want to follow along, if you aren't following us on Rab Show, then please do check out Hands Up for Trad for sure. So Simon, what are your contact details for folks to go and check you out online then? Well, just go and visit our website, handsupfortrad.scot, and you can join the newsletter. And from there, we, we have a weekly newsletter. We have three weekly newsletters that go out. Um, we have uh, the main Hands Up for Trad one that goes out on a Tuesday with lots of news from the whole scene. We have mm. a Thursday one called Folk Waves, which mm-hmm. is uh, just it basically promotes music to podcasters so they can play for free. And then we have one for musicians that goes out live as, on a Friday, just for opportunities and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Hands Up for Trad.scot is your starting point and, of course, all our social media as well. Oh, of course. And don't forget to check out Simon on TikTok as well. Yeah, <laughs> those are smashing. So, yeah, Simon, I have to say again, I know I'm a huge fan. So thank you for taking time to chat with us here on The Rab Show. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up in the near future. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll see you soon. Indeed. So, yeah, I give my best to everyone there. Hands up for Trad. Simon, thanks so much for chatting with us. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Ah, there you are. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to Simon there for taking time to chat with us here on The Big Rab Show. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just brilliant to find out more information about what they're doing there behind the scenes, that Hands Up for Trad. And uh, yeah, if you are interested in checking out any of that, what they're up to, of course, with all of what we just talked about, you can go and check it on their website, which is handsupfortrad.scot. There you are. Okay, so quite a cool interview this week. And as I say, I was a little bit starstruck. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of Simon's work for sure. Uh, So there you go. Yeah, I can tick that one off the box. I've talked to one of my absolute idols in the podcasting world. (laughs) Fantastic. All righty. Well, that's it pretty much for this week's Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and each and every week. Don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show, about what we're doing over here, talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. Don't forget, as always, you can send us in your emails, bigrabshow at gmail.com, or you can always send us in your weekly drones, which is thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone, where you can let us know your thoughts and feelings completely warts and all, absolutely anonymously. Yeah, there you are. Okay, that's it for another Rab Show podcast. I am out the door, and I'll hopefully see you here back again next week for even more bagpiping shenanigans. So until then, we'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>